Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Good morning, everybody. Hey, mate, you've worked hard these last couple of days, haven't you? You need a pay rise, honestly. Yeah, you haven't left yet. Have you slept just here? <laughs> hey, let's honour all the musos, but let's honour Mark as well. He's been serving the men's ministry. <laughs> Honestly, my, my name's Jono, and um, we've had a great time this weekend uh, with, with the men. Any men out there, give us a oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that was really bad, but... Um, <laughs> but thank you, ladies. Um, if uh, you sent your husband along, release your husband. In, in fact, one theme that has really echoed this whole weekend, I really felt God impress on my heart, is just to encourage the men to be godly, strong men. And, and I want to say in front of you ladies what I say to the men when you're not here. <laughs> I know normally what happens on men's camp stays on men's camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need to hear this as well, is that the world can't work this kind of thing out. <laughs> but we can, through the Scriptures, understand that when there's godly strong men, it doesn't mean weak women. <laughs> because God created men and female together. And so while I'm encouraging the men and by the Spirit of God, encouraging the men to be strong, godly men at the same breath. <laughs> and my wife, she'd be correcting me if I wasn't saying this. So I can see her on the front row. And I love that. While she's being, and I'm pointing down here because that's where she sits on a Sunday morning. <laughs> no, there's nobody there at the moment, just in case you wondered. <laughs> I'm prophetic, but that's just weird. Um, you know, but me being strong does not mean that my wife is going to be weak, not for a moment. God's callings upon her life, destiny and purpose. In fact, as her husband, I want her to be strong and very courageous. I love when all the women gather together. My wife leads them so strongly. She says, we're going to pray for our men. <laughs> when all the men get together, it's like, we're going to pray for our wives and our children. And so that's the kingdom of God. The world can't work that out because it's kind of like, well, to be in the world's eyes, to be a strong woman means the men are weaklings and, you know, the future is female. And it's like, well, that's just stupid. God bless them, but it's just stupid. I said to the men, the future isn't female and the future is not male. The future is family. <laughs> And to be honest, I think that's actually a prophetic word rising in my spirit over this generation. And you say, well, I'm not even married. Well, you can still get the gist that God's kingdom is built through family. In fact, the, in fact, the, redemptive, the redemptive plan of God right back to Abraham uh, was not just through um, random people, but was through a family. 
can you see at the same time what the devil has tried to destroy above all other things in this generation is the family. And so I'm saying all this to say, hey, ladies, I was encouraging the men to be strong and godly men, which I echo again today, but at the same time hear it from our mouths and our prayers and all of our support that we're praying. Come on, ladies, you rise into your God-given calling and destiny all at the same time. (laughs) It's not one or the other, it's both ends. Amen. That was just a little side platter, a little, you know, you know, like prawn cocktail on the side. That's not even my message. <laughs> We're going to get to the lamb roast right now. Is that all right? <laughs> lamb roast on the spit. Come on, man. Help me out here. That's been cooking for about eight hours and just breaks off the bone. Oh, come on. Take me back there. I, I, I would love to open up the, at the end of this message um, opportunity just to pray for people and maybe even the altar. And so I'm just going to get into the message so we can continue through and open up that space. And I believe God's has also laid upon my heart some prophetic, even words of knowledge for some people this morning. So I pray that you just be open to that. And that's just so good. But thank you, Pastor David, for having us. I love Pastor David and Claire. They are just amazing. I love them. I love them so much that I took one of their sons. Didn't take him. You know what I mean. (laughs) Pastor Caleb and Georgia are just so amazing. George is about to give birth at any moment, (laughs) about to pop with their third child. And so, and Pastor Caleb is preaching this morning. So I hope the two don't connect together. Otherwise, his sermon's going to be real short. In Jesus' name, amen. He's running out the back. <laughs> but I love those guys. But I love you. Love your church. Love Pastor Byron and Anne. And uh, they, I'll talk about a bit of a journey later. They were such a support to me and my wife through a really challenging season. You know the character of a person when it's not so cool to love you, but they still love you, or it's a hard time, but they stand beside you. Uh, I kind of want to be that kind of person that I don't care if you're unpopular or not. (laughs) I'm going to love you. I'm committed to you. That's called, in old school language, that's called character. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Let's have a revival of character. Jesus kind of uh, work in the church. Amen. Men, I'm so proud of you. I pray that you're blessed this weekend, but it's just the beginning because it's not me. I was just God's instrument. God's got something so great for you. Well, well, anyway, this is, this is me, but this is my family. And I want to show you um, uh, my family. Um, they're not under my boot in case you're saying you are. <laughs> it might have been in a different message. <laughs> They're good looking. Can you just trust me? I've got four kids. (laughs) Really good. I've got four kids, one wife, and it works well that way, (laughs) I found. And and I've got a 16-year-old boy. I've got two boys, two girls. I mean, that's talent, two of each. I'm telling you, that's real talent. Um, And... Two boys, two girls, a boy at either end and two girls in the middle, ranging from 16 
going on 21, so who reckons? Um, <laughs> 16 down to 10, and they are awesome. And uh, they are the joy of my life. And uh, my wife is amazing. And I did have a picture somewhere, but that might have been the mes- first message of the men's camp, and so that's all right. <laughs> is that good? Oh, there they go. Awesome. So this is they. See, I told you they're good looking. Did I lie? They look like their mum, praise Jesus. <laughs> Grace in pink, Caleb in the Quicksilver shirt down the front with a awkward fringe that his brother gave him, uh, as all good brothers give and Belle, who lost at netball yesterday, she would be devastated. She's a great netballer. And Jack behind there in white, who's probably pretty excited because the Broncos won last night and he follows the Broncos like the rest of our family. Train a child in the way they should go. <laughs> it's interesting with four kids. I mean, you get to three kids and people stop congratulating you when they're finding that you've got your fourth. They just stop. If you've got four kids or more, you know the story that they stop congratulating. And it's kind of like, oh, four kids. <laughs> That's a way to live your life. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, so uh, you just feel like saying, yes, I am Amish and we do not have a TV. <laughs> you got four kids as well. There's an anointing. So let's get into the message. Title of my message. Um, it may have got missed in translation, but that's okay because it may have been my email. <laughs> Up there we've got walk again, but I, I, I want you to hold this thought in your mind, one of those words, again. Can you all say again? Yeah. <laughs> say to the person beside you, say again. Yeah. Let's go to our text this morning, Luke 5. I love this passage of Scripture. Here it is. It says this. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great Crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out to where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down. Help me again. And this time the nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realised what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. This time I want you to find at least three people and say, let's go again. Let's go again. Go and touch them on the shoulder. Say, let's go again. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so good. 
this message obviously is entitled again. <laughs> this message is for anyone feeling overwhelmed with what has happened or is happening in your life. This message is for anyone that is underwhelmed with what could have happened in your life or through your life. Just like Peter and these fishermen, they are at a point of discouragement, disappointment and disillusionment. Anybody been one of those one time or other? If you haven't, please fly around the room. We've never seen an angel in person. Uh, we would love to see one this morning. The prefix dis means to cut off from, to cut away from, discouragement, to cut away from courage, disillusionment, to cut away from the illusion, to cut away from. Whether we process it in our words or not, the outcome is still the same with discouragement, with disappointment, with disillusionment. The same words echo in our heart. It's not working, so what's the point? It's not working, so what's the point? I mean, I've been discouraged. I've been disillusioned <laughs> many times. I mean, some examples that stand out to mine in my heart just to echo maybe some thoughts in your life. I remember serving in youth ministry, <laughs> serving faithfully and just being discouraged. Is, uh, is it working? It's not working. What's the point? Is it worth it? Remember waiting for my future wife. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> if you're waiting. <laughs> if you've already got a wife, well, uh, that's weird. <laughs> Somebody said amen and it's like, you're already married, man. <laughs> but, but the sense of like, has God forgotten? Hello? <laughs> I remember being a small business owner. I'm a builder by trade. Uh, I remember being so discouraged and disillusioned. Uh, one time uh, I didn't get paid 80 grand for a job. And for people that I was paying, you know, and everything else, and it was just so, well, God, where's your favour now? I even doubted the promises of God. <laughs> I know, I'm throwing myself under a bus, but maybe you might have as well. Maybe raising kids, anybody raising kids here this morning? No, one or two of you. If you've never been discouraged, I think we just have to say, well, teenagers, teenagehood is coming. <laughs> Disillusioned. It's not working, so what's the point? <laughs> Maybe it's in the realm of unanswered prayers. I remember praying for my brother who was away from the Lord for 12, 15 years and asking the question, you know, the more I pray, it seemed like he'd come home later <laughs> at night and it smelled more like marijuana and he'd tell of his exploits. The more I prayed, it seemed, the further he went away from God. I remember thinking, 
it's not working. So what's the point? <laughs> Maybe my health, which I'll share a little bit, a little bit later, and it's like, hang on, I believe in the healing power of Jesus. And yet I've had this diagnosis. Maybe it's not working, so what's the point? We started a church down the northern rivers of New South Wales, right in the middle of a really mix of materialism and new age and a whole lot of just apathetic lifestyle, really. And so there's been many dozens of times of us the question, hey, it's just not working. <laughs> so what's the point? I think you hear what I'm saying this morning, that we have all been there. Let me just bust some myths this morning about discouragement or disillusion, myths about discouragement. Number one, this is myth I want to bust. If I'm discouraged, I'm not a good Christian. <laughs> but Peter, remember Peter? In the Bible, we read about him. He was the water walker. <laughs> Jesus' right-hand man, but he was discouraged for denying Christ. Here's another myth. If I'm discouraged, I must be out of the will of God. God told Nehemiah to build the city walls, but he was discouraged because he saw the work of God going backwards. Here's another myth. The third myth I want to bust this morning, that this regular discouragement must mean I'm not going to be all that God wants me to be. Do you remember King David? King David was so regularly discouraged. In fact, most of the Psalms were written from this place of discouragement and laments of discouragement before God. Are you just feeling really encouraged so far this morning? You know, it's like, yeah, we're going there. We're going there. Here's the last myth I just want to bust this morning, that if I had more faith, this wouldn't happen. The father of faith, Abraham, <laughs> was discouraged that he was promised more offspring than the number of stars, but he still hadn't had a child. So I just want to break those myths for a moment, but we're not just going to stay there. <laughs> we're going to break those myths, but we're not going to stay there because God wants to speak to us about the power of going again. Proverbs 13, 12, it connects with what we're feeling when we're feeling discouraged. It's not working. Uh, it's just not worth it. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick. Just leaves your heart feeling sick. But a sudden good break can turn life around. Are you thankful that God's into suddenlies? <laughs> Are you thankful that God doesn't need the ingredients to do something incredible in your life? He created the world out of nothing. <laughs> Ex nihilo, out of nothing. Sometimes we need to be like, we're thinking that it needs to be like Master Chef, all the ingredients on the table, and then God just puts those ingredients together, and voila, it's a baked dinner of God's miraculous power. But God doesn't need even the ingredients. To do a miracle. It's out of nothing, out of a suddenly that God creates. And here's the point today that the difference between 
courage and seeing something of God's hand of breakthrough in your life and the place that you might even currently be right now, the place of discouragement, this gap that joins where we are right now and where God wants to take us and that is again, going again. We see it in this scripture. We see it in this passage of scripture where they've been fishing all night. They're fishermen, so they know how to fish. They've been out there many times before, catching many fish before. It's their living. If, uh, if they weren't good at it, there wouldn't be a living for them. But this night in particular, God had a plan to show them something. And so they're out there. They've been fishing hard all night, working hard all night, working like a dog, should be at home sleeping like a log, you know, come on, somebody. And so they're, they are there and they've come home disappointed on the shore, washing their nets. Well, let's just try again, maybe tomorrow. It's not working today. What's the point? But then Jesus sees where they're at and works wonders in their life. The first thing he says to them, First thing he says to them is, now go out where it is deeper. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of offensive, right? I mean, it's kind of offensive. He's not just saying, you know, give it a go close to the edge. Give it sort of a go, dip the toe in. He's saying, go out deep. Are you ready to jump in to God's kingdom? Are you ready to jump into God's promise for your life? You, you know what this speaks of, to me about? It means... Moving off the shore of disappointment. Moving away from the shore of discouragement. Moving into a realm where you can no longer touch. <laughs> where you no longer have control, but you're trusting the words of Jesus over your life in your future. You leave the shore of disappointment, frustration, disillusionment, disillusionment and offence. <laughs> The second thing I see here is Simon's response, Master. Simon replied, Bible says, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. <laughs> see, he was frustrated, he was discouraged and disillusioned. Nevertheless, he trusted this is for somebody this morning. If you don't have clarity, trust God's sovereignty. Can I say that again? I think David liked that, but no one else was ready to pick that up while I was laying down. You don't have clarity. We trust his sovereignty. See, what Peter was learning here was the walk of faith. <laughs> it's the walk of faith following Jesus. What's the walk of faith? Well, it's two steps. They're repeated steps. You ready for them? They're pretty profound. I don't know whether you can handle them. <laughs> I mean, if I came back at 5 p.m., you'd be like fired up and ready to go. But are you, are you, you ready for the, the walk of faith? <laughs> I love that. The first step is trust. That's one step. But you're not walking unless you take the other step. It's obedience. <laughs> At your word, Jesus, nevertheless, I'll trust you. I'll trust you. At your word, 
and I will push off from the shore. (laughs) But I know better, Jesus. You're the carpenter. You chippies don't know anything. (laughs) I'm a chippy. I can pay myself out. Jesus' response to that was like, at least I'm not an electrician. I sweep up after myself. (laughs) Any electricians here? (laughs) You are. I love you, bro. (laughs) Please invite me back. Please invite me back. (laughs) Sorry, where were we? Dove came back. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. It's the walk of faith. This is profound not in the hearing but in the application. It's like a good deodorant. It needs to be applied to make it work. (laughs) So this is probably a Monday to Saturday church point right now. That's what we call it at our church. It's not a Sunday church kind of point. It's Monday to Saturday. It's the walk of faith that I trust you and I obey. (laughs) Come on, everybody. Trust, obey. It's, it's going again, it's, it's walking again. God, I don't see the, I don't see the facts. I, I, I see the facts, but I don't see the fruit. I, I see frustration. Lord God, in my own strength, I can't do this anymore. Uh, it's not working. Uh, what's the point? But God's saying, push out from the shore. Leave the, the place of disappointment. Leave washing your nets because I've got something more for you. And how do we get to the place of seeing God's goodness and grace in our life? It's Trusting, come on, and obey. Trust and obey. It's the walk of faith, ladies and gentlemen, that God is presenting to us this morning. And then you see in this passage in verse 6, and this time their nets, when they trusted Jesus, when they obeyed Jesus, and this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear It was a suddenly moment. But the suddenly doesn't come unless you go again, unless you trust and obey again. And right here we see two tests in this passage. Two tests that will test each one of us. It's the test of bad times, (laughs) challenging times. Will you trust Him? And the test of good times, Will you remember him? (laughs) Because in this passage, there's both. There's a challenging time, no fish, and then a good time, a good time, the nets are brimming over. And in both times, Peter and the disciples, first of all, they trusted Jesus. And secondly, they responded to Jesus and they remembered him. They had a fresh revelation of their Saviour, Jesus. I believe God wants to just download fresh revelations of the Saviour, Jesus. You're up against the wall. You're up against challenge. It's not a dead end. It's an opportunity. It's not a limitation. It's an opportunity for you to get a fresh revelation of Jesus in your life. You want a fresh revelation from Jesus this morning? Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Come on, front of the front of the back. You see, God's way. And so they've been fishing all night, possibly eight hours. And and, and it seems like in the Scriptures, with one cast of the net, (laughs) 
one cast of the net in obedience to Jesus. And their nets are full. So much so that they're, hey, Jono, come on over. And they're bringing the other boats over. <laughs> See, God, God operates on another level. He, he just operates in another dimension. If we're thinking like the fishermen, like, well, the good time to fish is in the dawn or the dusk. Um, we go out there, we use this kind of bait. This is possibly later in the day. Uh, and so in every way, you know, they haven't caught anything. They possibly haven't even got a nibble. If you're a fisherman, you know, how frustrating is that? But God's saying, go out. But God operates on another level, another dimension. If you're thinking through your challenge, through a humanistic, human perspective this morning, God just wants to lift up your eyes the Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are high above our thoughts. And today he just wants to lift you into a place of where God is. The Bible says to have our thoughts on heavenly things. So lift your, the thoughts of your imagination, of your hopes and your dreams to another level and dimension. There was a very practical illustration of this a couple of years ago. Uh, two and a half years ago, I got diagnosed with a tumour on my brain, 53 uh, millimetres in diameter. Uh, and the doctor said that the, the tumour, which was connected to my brainstem, and that's what they're worried about most, it being connected to my brainstem. Uh, the doctor said that the tumour took up all the spare space in my brain cavity, to which my wife said, whoa, it must be a big tumour. Always just having a jab, lover. <laughs> and it was, it took up all, all the space. It kind of squished my brain out a, a little bit. And that was quite a journey. And there's miracles upon miracles. In fact, you may not even remember, Morris remembers praying for me a few years ago, he remembered. And he's probably the only one that cares, mind you. Um, so thank you, Morris. <laughs> and, and praying in the, in the miracles, they said I wouldn't possibly be able to speak properly again and I have dropsy and all sorts of things and if I could walk because it was just so connected to a whole lot of functions in my life there was all these blah 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 one challenge that we had to walk through and I want you to see beyond this as just my story here I want you to put yourself in this position because you have things that are so much more important than I'm going to show you a video of about three weeks after I was learning to walk again. Because I had to learn to walk again, that motor function had kind of ceased through the period of the operation and then after. In fact, this is like two or three weeks after the operation. And you know that that is really frustrating and discouraging for a 45-year-old person I was at the time <laughs> to learn to walk again. I mean, I've taught all four kids to walk. <laughs> yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. And now here I am and I can't, it's like, yeah, my brain's saying I can do it, but I just can't do it. <laughs> you know, I want you to go past just compassion for me, which you feel, and I want you to position yourself in something that you have to just go again. You just have to go again. <laughs> You just have to trust the Lord and obey again. <laughs> uh, this, the, this video is 30 seconds. We can just see this real quickly. It's a really random video, but uh, it'll get the picture. 
And this was when it was good, mind you. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I always laugh at that physio there. She was so kind, but she was small, man. I was like, you're trying to catch me if I fall. You're gone, man. <laughs> it's like physio pancake right there. I want to speak over you today. Mark, can you come? This is not just about walking again. That There's things that you're walking through. By the Spirit of God today, I just want to take authority in the name of Jesus. And, and you know, I want to ask you, what is your again? Is it sing again? Don't be distracted with these beautiful people walking up on the stage. Is it sing again? Is it love again? Is it dream again? Is it pray again? Is it write again? <laughs> is it try again? Is it trust again? Well, what do we do? Well, you push away from the shore. You push away from the shore. I'm not going to stay on the shore. This is not going to be my destiny because God has got so much more. <laughs> God's got so much more. He's got so much more for you. And so we push away from the shore. We stop looking through our human perspective of what can and can't happen. We let obedience become the new gauge of our success. That Jesus, I'm trusting you and I'm obeying you. And we pass the tests of both bad times and good times, and quite simply, we walk by faith. We trust and we obey again. <laughs> I want you to show, show you this something, and just bear with me for a minute because I'm going to show you something. It's this graph here. <laughs> if you can put it up, it's of, the, it's of the tides, I believe. Did we get that one come through? I can tell you about it anyway. And if it comes up, ah, good on you. These guys have been hustling all weekend. Can we give them a round of applause? They've been amazing. This will either bore you or, but I wanted to connect with you. I, I live near the water, so this makes sense to me. The tides from low tide to high tide take six hours between the, the difference of a tide. So from low tide to high tide, or from high tide to low tide, they're six hours. They move in ways of twelfths. They call it twelfths. And so you would think from a low tide moving to a high tide that it would just move at a gradual rate. It would just move at the same rate all the way until it was high tide. And then it would get to high tide and it would move at a gradual rate again to low tide. You would think possibly that that's how it would work. But Tides don't work like that. And I want to show you something because sometimes we can learn how God works by observing creation itself. The tides don't work in a system of just the same. They go a little bit slow at the beginning. There it is, the first hour, one twelfth. 
the second hour, it gets a little bit quicker, 2.12, so it's moving a bit quicker. You can see the depth there. And then the third hour and the fourth hour, it moves the whole half of the tide movement in the third or the fourth hour, then it slows down again. So in the middle of the tide, it's moving the strongest, then it slows down again. <laughs> I believe this is a prophetic picture of what God wants to do in your life. You're saying, you know what? It's just been going slow. There's been no fish. But you know what? God's into suddenlies. He's into moments of increase where things just speed up and get faster and quicker in your life, in your world. In just a moment, that fishing boat was full of fish. Before then, there was not one fish. It wasn't one fish every hour and just increased, increased, increased. No, it was a suddenly of God. I don't believe prophetically. Some of you be just holding on to God, holding on to God. And God wants to encourage you to go again because the again that will link you to a suddenly in God, where in a moment He'll break through. That loved one that's away from the Lord, in a moment He will break through. That, that, that thing that's been in your heart, that's been a frustration, in a moment God will bust through in the name of Jesus. See, Galatians 6, 9 says, so let's not give up. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Psalm 35 says, Weeping may last through the night, but help me out now, everybody. But joy comes with the morning. Psalm 126, 5 and 6. And now, God, do it again. <laughs> Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives. So those who planted their crops in despair <laughs> will shout yes at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts will come back laughing with armloads of blessing. <laughs> Are you going to take that as your Scripture right now this morning in Jesus' Name? Come on, thank Jesus for what He's about to do in your life. Come on, not, all, not just two or three of you. <laughs> I want you to stand to your feet right across this place today. Come on, everybody, lift your hands towards heaven. Now's the time to lean in. It's not to lean out, it's to lean in. Now's the contact point. The, the plane has been flying around the airport now by the Holy Spirit. He's just going to come in for landing in your heart. He's going to release something. He's going to release faith to pray again, to hope again, <laughs> to trust again, to believe again. But what if I get my hopes up? <laughs> Absolutely get your hopes up. Jesus will never fail you. He's just releasing graces. He's just releasing anointings. He's releasing pictures. <laughs> yes, Jesus, touch my sister right now in Jesus' name. Come on, you keep on pressing in. Touch my sister, release something. Release something fresh. Lord Jesus, in a heart, in a life today. 
Lord Jesus, release it. Lord Jesus, perseverance, courage, 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 Jesus, courage, courage. If you've been discouraged in this last season, I'm not just talking about Friday afternoon or maybe it was Friday afternoon, but in the last season, like a real deep, heavy discouragement, I want you to lift your hands up extra high to heaven right now. Both hands towards heaven. It might be over any area in your life. I'm going to speak fresh courage over you today. Jesus, I speak fresh courage to be strong and very courageous is the word of the Lord for you today. To be strong and very courageous. I pray, Lord God, courage right now in the name of Jesus. In fact, that's you. if that's you, I want you to run out the front here right now. I want to lay hands on you in Jesus' name. Don't take long. Take about 10 seconds. I want to pray over some people. That's it. Awesome. I want you to just lift your hands towards heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Courage, courage, courage. Courage, Father, courage, courage, courage. Be bold. Be, be very courageous. Courage, Lord Jesus. Courage, courage, Jesus. Courage, courage, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, courage again. Go again, my brother. Go again, go again, go again. Lord Jesus, I pray courage for my brothers, for my sisters today. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus, courage. I will be with you. <clears throat> I'll be with you. I'll never leave you forsaken. <laughs> he is carrying you, brother. You prophesied it over yourself last night. He has been carrying you and He will carry you. <laughs> it's not a burden to Him. In fact, you're gonna know Him as the Father in such a beautiful, fresh dynamic. He's the Father God, Abba Father going to jump up into his arms in a new dimension just of, of release and surrender and people will be saying why isn't he stressed why isn't he just overwhelmed with the weight of what he's walking through and it's like you'll be thinking to yourself man I'm just in Abba's arms I'm just in Father God's arms so courage Jesus courage 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 for my sister Lord Jesus courage for Ian today oh Lord Jesus feel him afresh live for you Lord Jesus, courage for my sister and brother together, Lord Jesus, to live for you. There's something special upon your lives, you two. Look at me for a second. There's something special upon your lives. I love that conversation we had. I've got a strong wife too, so I love it. I love it, that two together. But the Bible says that what God has joined together. Let no man, I always add when I'm doing a marriage, let no man or no thing separate. And I just believe there's a coming together for you that you have to, hear this the right way, you have to fight for, not fight together, but fight for in the sense that sometimes it's easier just to let them go ahead and me to shrink back. Us men are particularly good at shrinking back. But God said, no, 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 you go together. It's worth, it's worth the fight because there's power and strength together. And it's not just your commitment to one another. It's the three stranded cord that's binding you together. It's Jesus right in the middle. Help us, Jesus. Help us. The call of God's upon us. I, I just see dimensions of ministry, see dimensions of impact that you, it's just like even out of your sight currently, but God's bringing it quickly to a place of revelation where it's just like, wow, this is so normal and natural. And God's like, yeah, I put desires in you that for other people are not so normal or not so natural, but to you it's like, 
you're just finding your lane and God's just anointing you and empowering you together. But fight the good fight together in Jesus' name. And there'll be just an anointing and a grace upon you. Father God, right now, release it. Release it over their lives, Jesus. Release it over their lives. Release it today in the name of Jesus. For my brother, fresh courage. Fresh courage, fresh courage, fresh courage, fresh courage. Lord Jesus, for my precious sister. Lord Jesus, to go again, to go again, to pray, to pray, to believe, to trust, to obey, to walk, to walk on seemingly a void, but find solid rock beneath her feet. Today we declare it in Jesus' name, Lord God. Father God, today in the name of Jesus, just the touch of heaven. Almighty God, the anointing power of God, just be released in my sister's life today in Jesus' name. Lord God, for my brother, Lord God, just anoint him. Anoint him afresh. Release, Lord God, courage into his spirit. Lord God, break that power of discouragement over his life right now in Jesus' name. May he be released to be bold and very courageous. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I see you like David. David, come against Goliath, where there's other people around you that are boo-hooing the opportunity. But God, so putting courage in your spirit, that it's like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine, like David said, who is this? I, I come not in my own strength, but in the name of the Lord God of Israel. And I come not in my own name, but in the name for you, my friend, in the name of Jesus. I come and He's putting courage in your spirit to fight a good fight where others would run and be afraid. He's putting um, faith and courage in your spirit today in Jesus' name. Lord God, I pray, release it for my sister. Release this courage in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord God, release it today. Release it today. Fresh courage, fresh vision in the name of Jesus. Father God, for Jason today, release the touch of heaven upon him to live for you, to be strong and very courageous. Lord Jesus, to face the obstacles and the challenge with courage. I will never leave you. My presence will go with you. My presence will go with you. I will be with you, declares the Lord in Jesus' name. Lord God, for my precious sister, release, Lord God, your hand upon her life in such power today in the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> Are you just thankful for the Lord? Why don't we just give Him a hand clap of praise? <laughs> he'll, he'll give me one more minute. He'll give me one more minute. Anybody give me one more minute? Put your hand up if you'll give me one more minute. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Awesome, I've got 20 minutes. Awesome. Serena? Zarina, with a Z. I love that. Could you come down the front here, Zarina? And, and David, David, you're not going anywhere, brother. Come on up here, bro. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Hey, you're a Bronco supporter. I knew there was an anointing on your life. I'm telling you. I'll come down to you. In fact, I need to go to what God said first, just to remind me. Are you guys comfortable holding hands? I love you. You're amazing. You've got a prophetic gift on your life. You just release it. You just release it. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. Whether it's at a mum's group or in a place like this, it doesn't matter. It's not about us. I've prophesied on the work site while I've been screening concrete. 
and God said, prophesy to this guy that has murdered people. And I'm like, Jesus, you prophesy to him. <laughs> but we're just obedient and uh, God's just going to unlock things. These are the words that I got when we were just in worship that he had deep healing for you. <laughs> He's got deep, deep healing for you. I mean, not just a surface healing, but deep. Restorative healing. I mean, you know, I'm a builder, and so I understand renovations. It's not just a paint job on the outside. <laughs> it's ripping out the termite-infested walls, and it's pulling up the floorboards that have rot in them and it's just going through and then Jesus, just trusting Jesus with His hand and His hand of grace just to do His thing as the master builder and stepping back in a period of 10, 15 years and going, wow, the master builder's been at work. He's restored. <laughs> what other people drove past and said, oh, that's a bit of a fixer-upper and too much work. Jesus like, perfect. <laughs> That's the way I like it. Just going to show my grace and my goodness and my power and my might. And so we just declare today as your brothers and sisters, just the restorative power of Jesus, the healing power of Jesus to go deep, deep within you. <laughs> to go deep within you together individually in your family and he's going to go through every room he's going to go through every room do not be afraid of it just let his light shine and let him go to work just let him do his business of what he does work best and just jump into Abba Father's arms and allow him to do his thing in your life and you will be amazed at what God has done you'll be amazed at the goodness of Jesus you love these two. Let's just honour them right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> this is the last thing, the last thing I'll hand it back. I just felt, and you may not uh, have to respond right now, but maybe you can come to me later if it's you. But I just felt in worship that there was a business owner. There was a business owner here um, and you've had a deal, uh, a contract that's gone pear-shaped, if you like, that it's gone stale. And you feel like, oh, just so frustrated with this deal because you're just putting a whole lot of weight on it. Maybe other employees or whatever, you're positioning your business for this deal, but it's gone stale or pear-shaped. But I believe God wanted to encourage you and to say this, for you to take authority in Jesus' name in prayer and pray that thing through because there's going to be a, there's a battle. Uh, there's a battle in the heavenlies because the, the enemy's trying to keep you from this deal because it's going to unlock so much kingdom potential. But God is saying this for you to fight on your knees. <laughs> Remember that song we were singing? Uh, fight on your knees and, and see a shift in the heavenlies and that deal is going to come through and you'll be just amazed at the goodness of God. Amen. You're going to go again? You're going to go again, church. <laughs> Amen. Come on. I'm handing it back. Let's sing the song. Hey, thank you, Mark. Bless you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.